to The Worst Bestsellers, where we read about how the secret works so you don't have to. I'm Kate. And I'm Renata. And for this episode, we read How the Secret Changed My Life by Rhonda Byrne. Joining us to discuss this self-help scrapbook are Andrew and Craig, who host the Overdue podcast, a weekly show about books you've been meaning to read. They're not all bad bestsellers, but they've done episodes on the Fifty Shades series, The Da Vinci Code, and The Secret, which they think gives them enough cred to be here. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Hi, Craig. Hey, how's it going? Well, so smooth. I shouldn't put any, any negativity out into the universe, so I'm going to say everything in my life is great. It's so good out here in the it, world. It's genuinely so good to have Andrew and Craig here with us. Uh, I know that we don't normally make you all listen to men's voices, and now we have two of them, but I, thi- <laughs> I think you'll understand. I think you'll appreciate them if you are not already previous existing fans of Ad- Andrew and Craig's works. You will be. You'll get it. It's on their vision board. It's true. I just think it's good for you guys to be getting a man's perspective on something. I think that I, I think we bring an important point of view to the to the universe, and everybody really should be subjected to it at all times. Absolutely. Yeah, really, really underexplored. You know, under, <laughs> you know, underrepresented. Representation matters, guys. Yeah, why aren't there more men in podcasting? <laughs> no. It's it's because they're all sabotaging themselves with negative thoughts. It's true. Mm, that might true. be it's what true. it is. That might be what it is. <laughs> so How the Secret Changed My Life is A, the book that we're here to talk about today, and B, a follow-up to, well, to several books, but specifically first <laughs> to just The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, which was one of the very first books we read for this podcast. And I'm, I'm excited to revisit these concepts because I think they're really important for everyone to know. But we did that episode so long ago that I'm really embarrassed when people go back and listen to it. I feel like they're reading my high school live journal because we <laughs> just didn't know how to do podcast then. And we were like, yep. barely know now, but like, don't, don't listen to that one. <laughs> listen to this one now. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like if I could go back and cut off like our first 30 episodes <laughs> or so, I think that I would do that. Yeah, there's like three in there that I would maybe like cut together into a best of, yeah. of like, you know, cutting room floor. But whenever someone is like, hey, we started at the beginning and I made it all the way to here. I'm like, really? <laughs> Same. <Good job. laughs> Whenever I look at our stats and I see that Twilight, which was our first episode, is in like our top five episodes, part of me dies inside. Right, because we're living that right now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and I mean, I get it. Partly, it's just because Twilight's popular, but in our case, it's like this was that was literally the first episode. Please, they're better. There's better up. Even when we New Moon, we had a full year of podcasting before we got around (laughs) to New Moon. Start there. By the way, we'll get to this later, but I have been loving the over- overdue on Twilight Saga oh, thank adventures. You. But we're not here to talk about Twilight, even no. though I obviously would love to all the time. I mean, we can. <laughs> <laughs> 
you were you were bringing up just like you know this is a sequel ish to the the secret which whenever i realized that it was a film in like 2006 first yes. i feel like it's been around longer well it has and, well, i mean the I secret think, has well, been you know, along the, since the secret it's... is an eternal concept <laughs> yeah. that like benjamin franklin knew and like the aliens who built the pyramids knew it everyone knew it all of history's <laughs> greatest people knew about the secret yeah I it just... was mostly men for a long time but <laughs> eventually we let ladies know about the secret as well like Rhonda. Yeah, and Oprah. Yeah, and Oprah. Uh, and and okay, and Oprah. I feel like we just have to briefly talk about Oprah, who I respect so much as a human being, and yet who loves and promotes the secret, which is so, so upsetting. Yeah, like we've read a ton of Oprah book club stuff that I've really really liked for the for the show, but. Then she goes into some of the pseudoscience and like the spiritualist stuff. And I, I Oprah, what are you doing? What are you doing, Oprah? There is a an, an interview or one of the episodes she did on The Secret early on that I remember watching for our episode. And I pulled up my notes and I just wrote down in all caps in the middle of the story where she talks about Steven Spielberg and Quincy Jones finding her she busted her butt to be an amazing TV personality the secret didn't do anything like she, <laughs> right. she Oprah talks about how she like sat in a room and thought about being in a movie and then she was in a movie and it's like no lady you like busted your hump to have a successful TV show in Chicago for like a decade yes. like what are you talking about yes and okay so if if you did not listen to episode three of Worst Bestsellers, <laughs> first of all, that's fine. Don't. But if, if you didn't listen to that, and also if you've never heard of The Secret, the basic secret of The Secret is, <laughs> is something called The Law of Attractions, which just says that thoughts become real. It's like whatever you think, you attract to you and make it real. So if you think about good things, good things will happen to you and good things will come to you. But, like a date rapist, the universe does not understand the word no. So if you think, oh no, I don't want bad haircuts, the universe just hears, I do want bad haircuts. Mm -hmm. Which is a literal example from the book. So you just... It, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, and the movie as well. And the movie shows a bad haircut that you might get if you think about it badly. <laughs> really? Yeah. I like the traffic one where it's like, if you think, I don't want to be stuck in traffic, the universe hears, I want to be stuck in traffic today and more days in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the 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 big example they use because the the secret the mumbo jumbo is separated into a few different sections and there's like romance and money and like medicine which sucks and, and some other stuff. Um but but yeah, it's like if you if you are worried about money all the time and you're worried about not having enough money, you don't get any money. And if you if you think, "Oh, I already have money. Money's so good. It's it's I have as much as I need." Then checks will start arriving in your mailbox from I don't know where and they will all be good and they'll clear and then you'll have lots of money. <laughs> yes. And so the, the core of the secret, I think we all have agreed that somewhere in there is some fine ideas that if you think positively and you focus on what you do have like if you're able to do you know if your mental wellness allows you to do that you'll probably feel a little bit happier than if you just spend all your time dwelling on negative things there like, yeah there's some sections in this that just remind me of people who are advocates for bullet journaling like yeah. and i don't say that 
disparagingly of Bujo's, right? Like you put the things in it that you're happy about and that you need to do and you'll take care of it and you'll feel good. And that all sounds fine. It's the it's the part where you're sending those vibes into the universe because of physics and you're going to get money later. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's the part where it's literal and it's the part where then the opposite is also literally true where like yes. poor people are poor because they have shitty thoughts. And <laughs> if you have cancer, it's cuz you had cancer thoughts and just all of this like victim blaming stuff. In 2006, when, you know, Secret Mania was sweeping the world or whatever, <laughs> it was also when uh, that big tsunami hit Thailand and neighboring countries. And some interviewer asked Ron Burn, like, so according to The Secret, like, those people caused the tsunami. And she was like, yes, if people have negative thoughts, it can cause big events like a tsunami. No, she did it. <laughs> she it, did. It was like, I mean, she said it in like a bullshitty secret way. But like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that the movie? Did they make that into a movie where they found a way to put Ewan McGregor in there to sell tickets? Is that the same movie? That, yeah, that tsunami. Uh, where they were like, what if a white guy was in it? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> And that, that movie came about because of Ewan McGregor's vision board. <laughs> Probably. <Right>. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have facts on that, but it seems right to me. And if, it, and if it feels right to you, then according to The Secret, it is right, and we don't need to worry about it. Right. Yeah. It's one of those things where the core concept is something that's good and helpful. Like, there's a lot of things in here about trying to think positively and keep your spirits up and not, like, fall prey to really self-hating thoughts and and negative thought spirals, which is good. You shouldn't do those things. But it, start, it builds up into, like, this kind of cult-like cult. It's a cult. The secret is a cult. <laughs> Yes. It's yes. a cult. Yeah, and so sure. here's, okay, so that's basically what The Secret is. And then so this book, How the Secret Changed My Life, is a collection of testimonials from people. And I'm doing air quotes around people because maybe these are not real people. But they're testimonials. It says on the cover, real people, real stories. What else do you need? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, you're right. That makes sense. Um <laughs> And it is like a cult, like Kate's saying, but the problem with it, I mean, there's many problems with it, but one problem that kept striking me was it's this cult full of people that you don't want to be in a cult with. <laughs> like, I mean, we've talked about how Oprah believes in this, and it has all these testimonials from people who, like, say they've been successful, and, like, I wanted to sell a book, and I sold a book, but none of these are... With one exception, I'm going to let Andrew and Craig talk about because it, it seems like something they know more about personally. But none of these are like famous people, right? Whereas with Scientology, at least like you join Scientology or maybe in with Tom Cruise or whatever, and you sort of, you sort of get maybe there's practical benefits to joining the cult of Scientology. Yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. Like there are a couple different accounts where you know the people aren't famous, but they say you know I was signed to like a major publisher and I had a book of poems published. Yes, or like I moved to LA to make a career as a musician, and now I live in Canada inexplicably. <laughs> there's a lot. It, so there's, as I'm sure people know, because other people watch crime shows. I assume everyone watches as many crime shows as I do. You know, um, I don't. 
when like when people are demonstrably lying one of the things they do is pile all of these really inexplicable specific details into their stories uh-huh yeah right and literally every one of these has these like random lines that have nothing to do with anything that are these inexplicable specific details like a computer generated these stories or an intern more likely an unpaid intern made all of these up Maybe but, Maybe, but yeah, that like that gets to my my at a crucial point in pretty much all of these. They leave out a really important detail or some kind of like specific thing. There's a big old question mark right before they get all the money or like the <laughs> kid yes. that they wanted or their cancer went away. Like it, it's all super weird and mundane and specific about dumb shit. And then when it gets to here's how this happened, it's like oh the secret. Yeah, it, I went I went on an interesting journey with like the first third of this book because the first part of this book, as I recall, is mostly like people winning contests. Like there's a yeah. guy, there is a legit YouTube link in this book that you can click on if you have the ebook and it will take you to a video of a guy who won a contest to sing with Stevie Wonder. Yes. And I believe he is the man who had to enter the contest online and at the moment he entered, the computer crashed and never worked again? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Just at that moment, the computer crashed and never worked again. <laughs> what? Like, so my question also is, like, did the secret break your computer? Like, was that your <laughs> was that the cost of the secret working? Is it? It's sure. either that or I just feel like the Venn diagram between people who believe in the secret and people who have lots of viruses on their computers is a circle. It's I all they're the same people. <laughs> Andrew, I'm with you. I went to a number of websites to like look up questions I had about the secret, and I felt like I was infecting my computer. I felt like I, I clicked one. my aunt's email forward, and I did not know what was. So, happening. like, yeah, the the beginning of the book is a lot of like people winning contests and like lucking into money by like printing out fake checks and then pinning them them to their vision board. Yes, and then it moves on to the more personal stuff where. I don't, they do a bit more hand wavy over like, oh, I got this job and like, oh yeah, I totally forgot I did a whole bunch of work and like, you know, went to a hundred interviews where they rejected me. But then I started thinking about the secret and I got my job. <laughs> I'm, first of all, I'm going to read the table of contents because oh, it please. goes by, Ooh, by chapters. Great. Well, first is like the introduction just to remind you what the secret is and then how I asked, believed and received, colon, yep. the creative process. So that is... How the secret works is you ask, you believe, and then you receive. And then it's how I use the secret for happiness, to receive wealth, to change relationships, for health, for my career, and to change my life. And so each of those has a collection of sort of themed stories of the secret working. And then it ends with a little recap of just like, here's a reminder of bullet points of how the secret works. And there, it's all just like a wave of like fortune cookies pasted together. <laughs> um, and those are the keys to happiness, by the way, are like the bullet points. It's the keys mm -hmm. to happiness. And there's a lot more of them than just the secret. Each one has like, I don't know, 10 to 15 keys to happiness. Maybe a little more than I expected. Like there's a couple <laughs> more steps than I thought it was just like, I thought it was just ask, believe, receive. And there's a lot of other stuff going on. And um, also, I mean, so so the secret, 
is nonsense, obviously, but it's also not consistent throughout any of this nope. how it works. Nope. <laughs> because <laughs> there's an iconic scene in the secret movie that I think about every day of my life where there she's explaining she's like of course you don't just see something and think about it and then it happens like that's silly because then for example and then she shows him a guy sitting in his house and he looks at a postcard of an elephant and then as as like a uh, illustrative joke an elephant immediately appears in his living room and it's like that's hilarious because that doesn't happen and then the elephant shits all over his living room and then it goes on to explain <laughs> that to prevent your like immediate whims from coming true like that because then you just have elephant shit all your house the secret has a, has a four to six week delay built into it so that what? you have to like really focus <laughs> to prevent just like stray elephants from appearing <laughs> And it was That's amazing. not mentioned anywhere in here that there's like a fucking board that needs to review your request to like make <laughs> right. sure that it's not no. going to ruin your shit. <laughs> and in fact, it's the opposite. A lot of people in this find that things happen for them the very next day or like yep. that same uh-huh. day, which is explicitly not in the original secret. This book, because of the nature of it being the like, I wrote in to Rhonda Burns hotline to tell her how sweet the secret is, like... It has an extra cult feel than I think the original Secret did because there's like more mentions of people like buying the book or watching the movie or like how long it took from when I went and researched this shit to when I got my money. Or even like I hit rock bottom in my life and all Uh this horrible, horrendous stuff happened to me and then I bought the Secret and it all turned around. Like that, that's not great because the the original Secret is all like it's Rhonda Byrne, but it's also a lot of quotes and testimonials from people with doctor in front of their names. I don't know if they're doctors. It's a lot of that. And it's also a lot of like (laughs) historical quotes from like, Emily Dickinson one time wrote a poem that used the word secret in it, and we all know that means the secret. Uh, and it's just right. these like out of context historical quotes. Like Abraham Lincoln once said, The secret to happiness is a hard day's work or whatever. Well, that's not the that's explicitly not the secret, but you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is also like- a, a worst bestsellers uh, Easter egg here. If you did not listen to our third episode, uh, one of the gentlemen in the movie says, uh, How does it go? We don't. Um, okay. Ele- we don't know do how electricity works, but we but use it. it. But we use oh, it. yeah. Oh, <laughs> he man. says that, and he also says, and I'll tell you this, I, um, you can use electricity to cook a man's meal, or you can use it to cook a man. <laughs> so anytime Whoa. we say, but we use it, which we do do with some frequency, <laughs> that's what that's a callback to. Yes. And this shit. reminds me of, I don't, I feel like Andrew and I were talking about this, or maybe it was something you said in Overdue, and I felt like I was talking to you because it represented my soul. But I feel like we were talking about how reading The Secret literally did change the way that we thought think about things and like some part of it is just like so sticky in my brain now and I hate it yeah there's a there's a weird bit of the book that wriggles in and and it's I think it's telling that both the secret and this flim flam follow-up book where somehow Rhonda Byrne gets the sole byline even though most of it is written by other people Um, it, it starts with the innocuous, like, oh, positive thinking and, and you can make these small changes to your life and everything will be better. I, I think it starts with that more believable and more innocuous stuff and then 
builds up to the wacko, like stop taking your meds and your cancer will go away stuff. Oh and that's God. the the innocuous part is is what worms its way into your brain because yeah like like Craig I think said earlier yeah positive positive thinking is good like we probably could all afford to to try and see the bright side of things more more often but then there's this whole dark side to it that yeah that it's just giving people like really bad terrible life threatening advice yeah yes. and so this book does a couple things that correlate to a review of one of the other secret books the power which i think one of you put in the show notes is like why are there other books if the secret is just the secret and it works <laughs> um and it was a new york times review the power i think i mentioned this on our secret episode but they use a it's like a couple steps where like they use social proof so like other people are doing it which means it works and then there's this illusion of potential that like certainly we as like Americans have all su- subscribed to, which is that we're all special and we all have untapped X-Men abilities that, <laughs> you know, someone just needs to recognize and then we can get our money. Um, this book doesn't have as much of the like illusion of knowledge that you guys were talking about is in the original book where there's a lot more like historical men of consequence and doctors and things. Um, but then there's just this illusory like correlation between like, well, I lost my dog and then I bought the secret and then my dad in Texas found my dog. The secret. Yes. Like, what the fuck, lady? Or like the one who she was going through a rough patch and her boyfriend broke up with her and oh she used the, the secret to bring her boyfriend back to her. And then shortly after that, she had a heart attack and her boyfriend did CPR on her. And so her takeaway was like, the secret brought my boyfriend back to save my life because I was having, I was going to have a heart attack. And it's like, if the secret could do that, couldn't it just cure your heart? Like, why Couldn't is it, it doing this roundabout route? Especially I mean, many people do. Their hearts are apparently cured from the secret. Mm-hmm. You know, they just think about good health well enough and the holes in their heart close up and their cancer goes away and they stop taking their meds cold turkey. A over lot of people and doing over that. And over again. <laughs> that, a lot of that. Listen, maybe that they were listening to, to Billy Joel and he said the thing about heart attack, act, 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 act. <laughs> And that made them think heart attack thoughts. And so they had a heart attack. (laughs) That song is irresponsible. (laughs) Uh, My, maybe my favorite of the healthcare stories is the man who, did he have colon, he had some kind of colon problems. Uh Oh no, Uh he had, he didn't have cancer. He had um, colitis, but he specifically said he Google image searched a healthy colon and he would just stare at the healthy colon and focus on that. That would mess up your Google searches forever. Like (laughs) your cookies are fucked. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's awful. Like, like getting to the point of like so health stuff and what you brought up about the boyfriend. There, there are the this these books don't do a good job of talking about how you wanting something influences other people because presumably this also all applies to other people they're all yeah. practicing the secret for themselves like that boyfriend imagine like he left her and his goal is like i need to leave this weird girlfriend who's into the secret and then against <laughs> his will he finds himself called back to her by 
because that's, of her stronger willpower. Yeah, that's that's really interesting, actually, because a couple different times, like toward the end, and I think the last like quarter of this book is by far even more bonkers than the <laughs> whole rest of it. Yeah, like but the health chapter and the relationships chapter, I think, were the most upsetting. They're they're the most upsetting, and then the last the last bit of it is just the this weird like stream of consciousness stuff. Oh, yeah. But they she does explicitly say, and I think we're meant to understand this is Rhonda Byrne or whatever intern that she has writing the the, the stuff in between the personal testimonials. Um, but she says we can never override another person's freedom to choose for themselves. So she couldn't have summoned her boyfriend back to her if he didn't want to come. But yeah, that does raise questions about. Like, if I want a million dollars, but Jeff Bezos wants to keep all of the money that he has, like, who wins? Like, do I get my million dollars, or does it just cancel out? Well, well the- she did say explicitly, the other bank of the universe has unlimited funds. Mm. So, Here's what I think like, you just have to hope that Jeff Bezos doesn't know that the universe doesn't understand no, and that instead of thinking <laughs> I want to keep all of my gazillion disgusting amount of money, he's thinking I don't want anyone to take my gazillion disgusting amount of money, and okay. there we go. Oh, and that's that's why he's divorced now. <laughs> <laughs> that that also you know, a sort of like builds a bridge to. Can animals use the secret? Because, like, can you exert the secret on other conscious beings? And I went to a website. Uh, I went to, like, a question section on inwardquest.com. Um, I feel like your vi- your computer's got to have a bunch of viruses on it. You're doing <laughs> yeah. all this searching. Your screensaver you is now a picture of a healthy colon. <laughs> And apparently, the animals do practice the secret, but they spend most of their time in the receive section of ask, believe, receive, because they don't have the mental capacity to like just like hang out in the worry section where like they don't have a problem getting past believing because they're animals. But then, like later on in this bullshit conversation, people in this forum are talking about how like everything exhibits the law of attraction, which to me means like. Well, if I want a chair, does the what if the chair doesn't want me? Like, how does that work? <laughs> and then also, then I start thinking like, well, money's just like a thing that we made up to like <laughs> to have math for favors, and like jobs is really just like whether or not someone can tolerate me doing something. So like, how does how do I exert the secret on a job when a job's not a thing? And, I'm high and, right now. Like, the book made me high. <laughs> this is, like, a legitimate issue that I that I, I have with it is that um, when I was younger, like, and by younger, I mean, like, up until, like, the beginning of my college years, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that manifested with my depression and anxiety was, like, a real bad case of magical thinking. And thank God I never mm. joined a cult, because I probably would have stuck in one. But <laughs> I had a lot of, like, oh, God, like, I'm wearing the shirt that I wore when I got a bad grade on that test, and I have a test again today, and I'm going to fail that test now, and would have, like, spirals around things like that. Like, it it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and That's, it's... Yeah. It, it's that same sort of you find those vulnerable people who are are thinking like yeah like you know I I 
I can exert my will on inanimate objects and they do have, they do work into the law of attraction and it just, it goes downhill from yep. there. Yep. Yeah, right. I want to circle back real quick to it being a cult because I remembered that there's so many things to talk about that I got distracted when I was talking about this being a bad cult because we never got to the conclusion of the one celebrity besides Oprah who practices the secret. And that's the professional wrestler Ryback. Yeah. Who, okay. who yeah, it seems like you guys had some familiarity this is, with. This is Craig's. This is I, Craig's house. Okay, okay. so. I'm only so visiting. I, uh, the last time I watched, like, a full anything of professional wrestling was, like, 10 years ago. But I grew up watching a lot of professional wrestling. So, and it bubbles into my consciousness such like that. Like The Secret does. It like does, the right? And it's important to understand, like, professional wrestling is a lot, like, days of our lives where yes. you can just like kind of pick it up and watch like a couple weeks of it and then be right back in it it's not like craig still understands the 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 intricacies of this just from ever having watched it yeah so it was surprising to me that like i don't know a lot of too many of the people who have gotten popular over the last few years except for like you know your john cena's of the world who's just taken over the whole world but um, I, even I know who Ryback is, which was surprising to me. And then it was like that I'm reading this, like one of the final letters in this book. And it's like one of the first ones that I really felt was like a, a dude ass dude. Like it's about mm-hmm. bodybuilding and transforming yourself into like a man. And I was like, okay, that's kind of <laughs> weird. Oh, it's about professional wrestling. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Cool. 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 He's, you know, working in regional wrestling circuits. Cool. He gets in trouble for using some drugs or something. And, and especially it, just to interject real quickly, especially given throughout the book, we've had all these other people who say like, and my dream came true and I sold a book and I recorded an album. We don't know who the fuck any of these yes, people are. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then I think he's the one who's like, and then one day I was watching Terminator two, uh-huh. a realization hit me. I felt like Arnold I felt invincible and then he says like I'm Ryback the wrestler the successful professional wrestler whatever the fuck he says and I was like really Ryback <laughs> with the secret he's like a Goldberg clone that they came, they came up he won a contest he won a reality TV contest that, oh my like, god got... the secret won him that contest yeah well actually he didn't win but they still hired him anyway which is like proof of the secret if I'm really being honest um and he did make it in. He was an intercontinental champion, I think. Um, he was released by the WWE in 2016 uh, after a couple years of a reputation of being pretty unsafe in the ring. Um, well, yeah, you know, I, that makes sense. If you believe that the secret can just heal all injuries, who gives a fuck? I bet you're right. I, that's probably <laughs> also part of the galling confidence that led him to, like, use non-approved, like, bodybuilding drugs or whatever uh-huh. he was doing to like stay healthy which is another whole sham and, and a so, shame here's here's a question here's a question for everybody mm-hmm. what happens like what does it mean when your dumbass secret testimonial book gets one identifiable celebrity endorsement and you bury it as far in the back of the book as you possibly can. <laughs> yep. Because this is like the next to last or like next to next to last thing uh-huh. in the entire book. It's the only one where it turns out to be an identifiable person who you can Google. Like, I guess they wanted somebody like that in there and this is the best they could do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it. The rest are like Mandy from Sweden. And then the <laughs> beginning of the book is a dude who sang with Stevie wonder once. Like, 
Yeah, yes. it's not even like the guy who got into Journey by being in a Journey cover band. It's mm-hmm. like one time only. If anyone's practicing the secret, is that guy? <laughs> For to <sure>. be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like the the secret had ten years, and no one's coming. F- like no one wants to stand up and be counted. On this I one, mean, it's, if you start with Oprah, there is nowhere to go but that's down, a good. Point. I think is part of the problem. Mm, that yeah, <laughs> but it is interesting. I think Oprah maybe just had enough backlash, or else she just truly had nothing to gain from this. Or I don't know. But if she truly believes in it, you'd think she would have contributed her story. Right. What's your game, Oprah? I'll never understand. <laughs> the one other thing that's that negative I thinking. To... <laughs> You're right. I will understand Oprah. <laughs> uh, the one other thing on kind of a down note that I did um, want to talk about is going back to like how this is a fucking cult. I mentioned this to you, Renata, at Cult Club. I think mm-hmm. Captain Club. Captain Club. Kate and I are in a book club about cults, but we had to stop calling it cult club because it obviously sounded like we're in a cult, which we're not. We're in Captain Club. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just a group of people who always wear the the same, have a prescribed wardrobe and meet every once in a while to talk about... Yeah, okay. Um. (laughs) (laughs) As you're saying at Captain Club. Yes, as I was saying at Captain Club... um, you know, a lot of a lot of this self-help stuff gets very culty, and in specific, one of the people who uh, was featured a lot in the secret movie and the secret book, and then kind of went to make a name of him for himself because of it, um, was this guy James Arthur Ray, who went on to become one of those like self-help gurus who charges ten thousand dollars for like the weekend retreat where you you know drink wheatgrass shakes and meditate and think about your place in the world and come out a better person and Mm -hmm. for the extra five thousand dollars you can have breakfast with him and hear his personal teachings and uh at one of these things he had this illegal sweat lodge operating mm. <laughs> and like people died Whoa! because he would not like he tried to meet with uh, indigenous leaders to talk about having them do a sweat lodge for him and they were like uh no that's not how that fucking works you racist <laughs> idiot and so then he just made one up himself and made it super hot and discourage when anytime someone tried to leave, he would be or his people would be like, well, you could leave, but you're so close to enlightenment. You should really stay. And when Kate Ugh. started telling me this, I thought it was going to go in the Arrested Development direction of like selling you $10,000 yeah. lemonade. But uh-huh. it's sadder. Yeah, it is. That's fucked a lot up. sadder. And has anyone ever sued Tony Robbins for like their feet being on fire? Because he's the like walk on fire. <laughs> is he guy, the charcoal right? boy? Yeah, he is that. I don't know. But I'm gonna Google it right now. Tony Robbins lawsuit. Like probably it's America, right? Like probably That's... somebody has. Have they won? See, but I feel like these self help people know what to do to insulate themselves from this kind of thing because throughout this book it says you know the secret's the only thing you need the law of attraction is real it's gonna work it's gonna be great and then in the medical section 
they like their very first thing after after one of the testimonials is well of course you should consult your physician before you before you take any course of action including using the law of attraction but the law of attraction really works and it's real and you don't need to worry about it yeah and it the secret in particular has that kind of like built-in fail safe where it's like oh like it didn't work for you that's because you didn't want it hard enough or you yeah. had right. too many negative thoughts so it totally would have worked but yeah. you fucked up it's user what, error there's, there's um go for it andrew since since we talked about the secret on our show i listened to the dream that podcast that they did about uh multi-level marketing oh, slash i started listening schemes. to that and then i got distracted it's it's really good and it gets better as you as you go i wasn't really I didn't know if I was into it till like episode three or four, but then it picks up a lot from there. But it's it's really striking how how similar the approaches are, including like putting it on you, the person who's trying to benefit if it's not working like it, it is not working because you are not trying hard enough. And also the um, like the the vagueness of the language, like the, this vague feel good, like I don't it's it's just trying to it's trying to say things that sound profound but then when you try to pick them apart at all they they fall apart and it's it's really 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 eerily similar and it's they're both preying on people in a way that I fucking hate like the the worst thing about reading this book is reading about these people who are like I I'm the provider for a family of four and I quit my job without a plan because of the secret no don't what are you <laughs> yeah. doing Yeah cuz a children. lot of it is like the the believe part of it, I guess, is that you have to act like you've already gotten what you wanted and then the universe will be fooled into thinking you already have it and give it to you. Yeah, there's a literal <laughs> line about fooling the universe, whatever the fuck that means. Like, the, the universe can't tell if you're pretending that you have your dog back, so just act like it, buy it new shit, and then your dog will come back. There's yeah. one woman who, like, goes to, like, fake work every day and writes yes. in her journal about her fake job and then <laughs> goes out with her friends who have jobs and, like, pretend she has this job. And that's, like, fucking, like, serial killer family of four father figure type bullshit. Like, yes. that's yes. not normal. Well, and not to mention, like, we've we've talked about whether it works for animals, does it work for children? Because yep. if so, why isn't every five-year-old girl like the princess of a principality somewhere? Like, why isn't every five-year-old boy a Batman? And some girls are <laughs> Batman, too. But, like, do you know what it... Like, it's not working for children, and they're pretending well, and believing harder than any of us. I think it's... The, a lot of children are, are thinking, I would like to be the Joker... And so they are canceling each other out. Oh. Yes. The universe can't sustain that many Batman and Jokers <laughs> together. So that actually, that came up because there's some darker stuff in the back mm -hmm. part of the book where, you know, be careful if you, be careful if you read this book for a number of reasons. Yeah. We meant to say a content warning at the beginning and we got distracted. So here's yeah. one now. Content yeah. warning for sexual abuse and fucked up stuff there's a lot of there's a lot of people being frank about attempts to take their own life and uh dealing with addiction and being victims of abuse and like one person talks about it like happening hundreds of times to them as a kid and i one of you put in the notes like wait but where did that come from secret who who thought about that? And of course, I went into one of those weird secret websites, and someone started talking about choices that we made in our pre-life. And I don't know what the fuck that means. Well, that's Dianetics, which we also have read. Oh, God. 
that that's literally is Dianetics, or is that like things that you heard when you were a fetus? Like you're carrying that negative energy with you if your mom said mean things out loud. No. Uh-oh. Yep. This is uh, some challenging material. <laughs> well, you better you better apply a secret shifter real quick, or the universe oh, is going to bring some bad things to you. I do like the idea of a secret shifter, though. Like, no, I agree. It's just dumb to call it a secret shifter. It's the secret, dumbest. Secret shifter sounds like a Dora the Explorer character. Can we just like <laughs> s- yeah. start there? Or like a B level Marvel villain team, like the Secret Shifters. <laughs> I, I honestly that caught my ear just because it didn't sound like any other terminology in the book. Like, so Secret Shifters are these things that you use to like get you back in your happy place which is like that's a that's a self-help trope from for decades now like just you know envisioning things or like putting on the music you like or whatever it is but the fact that they call it like capped capped like secret shifter just does not jive with anything else the book is doing it feels like almost too catchy i don't know i don't i I like them as a concept but i don't like the name at all no all right. Um, we Man. should probably start to move on. Does anybody have any last thoughts or fucked up things they want to share before we move on? My only, to the only other one. Greetings, where we will share some explicitly fucked up things. But. The only, the two I wanted to talk about, and and one of you guys can can discuss maybe the the multiple parts in this book where people sound like fucking mad scientists yes. because they're there what did they say uh on page 146 i had turned myself from it will never happen to me to it is all going to be mine <laughs> like yes. what? what are you doing and then um on page i think 166 where a woman talks about how she feels like everything is god's fault but then the secret saves her like fuck god no gods no kings only the secret yes these are things that caught my eye there's also the guy who uh says since discovering the secret i am more powerful than ever (laughs) i I used to be pretty powerful but now i'm more powerful than ever (laughs) signed lex l (laughs) what about the the person who like goes to a like palm reader or a psychic and no, they, in a, and an astrologer. An astrologer. Yes. And they're like, you know, talking about the reading, and then they mention that they have no, to see... No, hang on. I actually... Oh, I get actually, it, get it, get so it, get it. They go to the astrologer because she can't get pregnant, which, A oh, of all, why right. aren't you going to a real doctor? <laughs> <laughs> but then the astrologer is like, okay, do you know about the secret? And she's like, yeah. And then the astrologer secret shames her and is like, if you know about the secret, why are you wasting my astrologer time? Just go do the secret. <laughs> I uh, I took a picture of that and texted it to a few people because it's one of your I can't believe I forgot it is one of the better things in here. Man, <laughs> yeah, it's just there's just a lot of the the biggest thing for me that I dislike about the secret you know because there's so many things is just <laughs> as we were saying before it's very centered on the individual and like hurricanes and other things that people don't have direct control over like um um i think you're wrong about that i think it's just that too many people were having hurricane thoughts cool it Rhonda. (laughs) um there's just like it doesn't have an answer for systemic problems which is like why when even like oprah's like well you just gotta think better thoughts and pick yourself up by the bootstraps poor person like that's just fucking bogus 
and it doesn't there's a quote that I just thought like Ayn Rand may have wrote it that mm-hmm. it's just like we are all entirely free to choose whatever we want that's not true that's nah. just not actually <laughs> true there are a lot of things I would choose I, I mean maybe whether or not I get them is the sticking point but the secret's not interested in, in parsing that it just be, it's it just doesn't have an answer for that kind of shit and that to me is the biggest like you're lying you're just lying <laughs> right uh, all right well that said i guess let's move on to our dramatic readings and just give you all just some quick unadulterated shots of how the secret changed people's lives and I think Craig is going to go first. I am going to go first. And now this is written in the kind of Rhonda Byrne voice. Um, we've just heard from Nikki from Sweden um, thanking the secret and God and wondering where she would have ended up. Or Mickey from Sweden. I don't want to get it wrong. Excuse me. Um, and we get one of these. Definitely a real person who will really be offended if you get her basic facts wrong. <laughs> Uh, And then we get this passage from, you know, the secret speaking directly to us. Uh, Creation means that something new is created, which automatically replaces the old. You don't have to think about what you want to change. Instead, think about what you want to create. When you fill your life with positive thoughts and feelings, you'll find that guilt, resentment, and any negative feelings will leave you. And then you will start telling the greatest story ever told, the real story of your happy, amazing life. The answer to happiness is simply to stop doing the things that are making you unhappy. And the biggest con- con- and the biggest contributor not only to your own unhappiness, but to that of all humanity, is giving your attention to negative thoughts. The way out is to give all of yourself to positive and happy thoughts. It's like there's a fake news version of your life that's powered by negative thoughts, and you just need to get rid of it by thinking happy <laughs> ones. Yeah. There's that's an- true. We all know an- that's true. <laughs> and this is similar to another passage later where it's like, well, just like Marie Kondo, the bad parts of your childhood out of your life. And like, it, if your memory doesn't spark joy, get rid of it and f- like forget it men in black style and you'll be fine. Yeah. And it, it, the, 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 this book espouses that view like especially about super abusive things that have happened in your in your past so there yeah. there are a couple of um passages in here where it talks about um parents abusing their their children and the testimonials are all all focused around oh i forgave my dad it's always the dad go figure mm-hmm. i forgave my dad for for doing this and it doesn't talk about any of the other like nope. any of the other steps along the way to, to doing that it's ugh, ugh. yeah so the, the, the thing that really caught me in that one was the like the real story is that you're a happy person and the fact that you have problems is just like a thing that you're leaving in your fucking life because you're lazy mm-hmm. use the secret get it out <sighs> next <laughs> <laughs> thank you next Uh, so this is one of the many real bizarre ones in the relationship (laughs) section it was there were quite a few to pick from and uh this is where i ended up attracting the perfect partner if you want to meet your perfect partner make sure your actions are reflecting what you expect to receive what does that mean it means doing what you would do if you were in that relationship now 
And this story is called For All the Single Girls Out There! Exclamation <laughs> point. At 27 years old, I had been a single mother for more than three years. I was desperately lonely and really wanted to be with a good and loving partner. After attracting a few bad eggs, I gave up and continued to endure the loneliness. Then one day, I was looking for a particular street in central London when I bumped into a wedding dress shop. I was mesmerized by a dress on a mannequin in the window and went into the shop to take a closer look. The sales assistant insisted I try it on, and it fit me so beautifully that I wound up buying it. A few steps down the road, I realized I had bought a wedding dress with absolutely no reason to expect that I would be receiving a marriage proposal. I didn't even have a boyfriend and hadn't had one for years. I felt really silly. While I continued to search for the address I was meant to go to, I was stopped by a man about my age who happened to be looking for the same address. <laughs> he looked just like the actor Michael Ely, whose picture I have on the screensaver of my computer. <laughs> we continued to search for the ag- address together, and the rest is history. Four months later, we moved in together, and we are now married. The whole thing is so surreal to me. We laugh together every day. He loves me, and I love him. Everything I ever wanted, I have found in him. I'm not asking every single girl to go buy a wedding dress when they are single, but I am asking you all to believe in all caps. The wedding dress thing is literally a 30 Rock plot point, and I'm (laughs) I'm shocked that the dating the man from the screensaver wasn't a 30 Rock plot point. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and that that's that's similar to the other passages that are like I want I wanted twins so I bought a bunch of kids clothes and like laid them on beds that I made my husband build or like I'd set there's a part where the Rhonda Byrne voice is like what what if you just set an extra plate for dinner every day maybe you'd get a partner what maybe Elijah would show up at your house Elijah <laughs> would show up at your house. <laughs> Well, and, there's a, there, and then she, at one point, is like, why don't you just make a list of all the things you want your partner to be, and then maybe you'll find them, which is like, can a person not have a fucking surprise inside of them? Can they not delight you with a thing you didn't know about before? Like, you have to solve them before you even meet them secret? Yes. Yeah. It's like a reverse practical magic. It is? Okay, it is. Yeah. <laughs> For sale, wedding dress, never secreted. <laughs> God. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna read one that's real fucked up. Do it. <laughs> this is from um, the health chapter, and I'm I'm skipping her intro where she talks about being pregnant and getting some news from the doctor that there maybe were some problems with the fetus and maybe the baby would have disabilities. And by the way, it's written pretty fucking ableistly, but we'll go on from there. At that point, there was nothing wrong with my child and her brain was healthy. I had my cry and decided that I would use what I had learned from reading The Secret to ensure that I gave birth to a healthy baby. I told the doctors that I would be continuing with my pregnancy. After being offered a termination and then leaving the doctor's office, I was walking down the street with my husband when a postcard flew through the air and literally wedged itself underneath my shoe. I felt compelled to pick it up. 
It was a white card, and in large black letters it said, Abortion. Don't do it. (laughs) I was very taken aback and took it as a sign that I had made the right decision in continuing with the pregnancy. I went home, and for the rest of my pregnancy, I decided to visualize my baby growing healthily. I imagined a piece of metal covering my baby's brain, ensuring that the fluid-filled sac wouldn't put any pressure on it, and therefore protecting it from being damaged. I imagined giving birth to a healthy baby, and I looked forward to every doctor's appointment. Because I knew that each time I would be told my baby was healthy. I visualized my baby playing with her big sister, and I gave thanks every day for being blessed with a healthy child. I continued to have very regular checkups throughout my pregnancy, and at every appointment I was assured, much to the doctor's amazement, that there was nothing wrong with my baby. At my very last appointment at 37 weeks, I was told that the fluid-filled sac on our baby's head had not grown and had not put any pressure on her brain. I was told that I had I would give birth to a perfectly healthy baby. The doctor also mentioned that he had not often seen this condition end in a positive way. Uh, she gives birth, the baby's perfect, blah. I have the secret to thank for her health and my strength. I look at her and can't believe how perfect she is. Miracles can happen. That's Emily from London, England. Who do you think it's Emily Blunt? <laughs> do they have kids? Are their kids perfect? Probably. Probably Emily Dickinson. To be this honest. reminds me. This, <laughs> this actually reminds me of a time I was walking down the street and I was so hungry and I didn't know what to do. And a postcard blew under my shoe and I picked it up and it said, ham sandwich, get one. And I did and I wasn't hungry anymore. The secret. Actually, that reminds me, this is a story told in our last secret episode, but it's so perfect. I do have to tell it, which I became familiar with the secret actually when I was in the Peace Corps and some of my fellow Peace Corps volunteers were legit into the secret and I didn't know what it was. And a friend of mine who was not into the secret was like, oh no, it's crazy. And he made his sister send the DVD of the secret in a care package so we could watch it. And that's how I've seen the movie. And it was incredible but one of the volunteers was saying like oh no the secret is real like for example the other day i was hungry and i wanted some fruit and i thought about it and then a fruit cart came by and that's the secret and i was like girl we are in the dominican republic there are fruit carts in every corner that's just that's just like how it works here and she was like no it's the secret and i was like okay also it was was not a four to six week wait for that fruit by the way some some requests just get rubber stamped by the yeah. universe. They, yeah, the universe is like, no, that seems legit. Fruit, here you go. <laughs> yeah, like who could she hurt with the fruit? I don't know. Let's just give it to her. The thing, the thing that sucks the most about this passage is like a lot of the medical stuff. Like, there's a huge confirmation bias by it being in the book, right? Like, mm-hmm. the people for whom they sat around and watched The Secret every day worrying what would happen to their baby and then like something bad did happen like they didn't write into Rhonda Byrne and I bet that happened and that's sad and we're never gonna talk about it because the secret is bullshit (laughs) yeah are you saying you think this is cherry picked (laughs) what that's cynical that's so cynical how the secret changed my life I tried to use it and it didn't work and my life sucks oh wait (laughs) my life is worse (laughs) well and the other thing is like you can have a child with a disability and still have a happy life and the disabled child can have a happy life also you don't need to like 
throw a bunch of shade on your doctor for having concerns about your fucking baby. Like, <laughs> whoa, well, he'd, he'd never seen this before because yeah. he never had a mom who used a secret like me. Like, get out. There's another yeah. one where, where the vet, like, said, oh, your dog probably has, like, really aggressive, severe cancer, and we shouldn't wake him up from the surgery. And it ends with, like, the dog being fine because of the secret. And she's like, I'm so glad I didn't listen to that stupid vet who wanted to kill my dog. Yeah. <laughs> and that one, and that then one the was... vet writes prayers in the notes field of their report. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Andrew, All right. you want to take us so, home? Last with one. Reading? So this is, uh, this is, I believe, in the How the Secret Changed My Career oh, or, yes. or How I Use the Secret for My Career section. Uh, several years ago, the employees at the small chiropractic office where I worked saw that the business numbers were decreasing. Don't you just hate when you work somewhere and that the business numbers are going down? <laughs> numbers, numbers, numbers. <laughs> no one had received a raise in more than three years. Something had to change. We loved our jobs, but the cost of living was going up and we were all starting to look for new jobs or second jobs. The staff met on a day without the doctors being present and talked about wanting a raise. We knew that in order for that to happen, we had to set goals for our office and fill the schedules for all the doctors. We started with weekly and monthly goals. Once these goals were in place, we figured that a 25% raise would make up for the lack of raises over the last few years. But most of all, we needed to determine how soon we wanted our raise. We decided on October 15th, an unusual time of year for giving raises. No follow-up. <laughs> we set our plan in motion. We created a saying, life is good at 25% and posted it on each of our desks. Every day we would focus on the schedule being full for all the doctors. If it was not full enough, we would say, we need 10 more established patients and two new patients. And sure enough, the phone would start ringing. Soon the doctors were so busy that they complained about how tired they were at the end of the day. At the beginning of October, the staff met once more to review our goals and our gratitude lists. We thought the next office meeting would be a great time to do a presentation of our goals and how they came about. On the day of the meeting, we were ready, but the doctors had a lot on the agenda, and we didn't get to do our presentation. We were disappointed, and October was just October 15th was just two days away, but we kept on focusing and saying, life is good at 25%. While the 15th came and went, our next pay period was coming up, and the doctors had met with our accountant. A few days later, our boss asked me to meet with her. I had no idea why, but her opening line was that we had been doing a great job, and we were all getting a raise, which would be retroactive to October 15th. All but one of us got 25% and she got 20%. My eyes filled up with tears as I told the doctor that we'd use the secret to reach the goals we had set for the office in our 25% raise. So a couple things. Uh-huh. What happened to that one person who got 20%? You know what? They had bad thoughts 5% of the time. 5% of the Yeah, that, make, that makes no, sense. 20%? I don't know math. <laughs> Some percent of the time they had bad thoughts. <laughs> And I, I just, I, I think the secret is actually good because clearly the secret is an ally of the proletariat because these yes. people are describing a union <laughs> yes. and they don't like realize it, but that's what they're doing. But also imagine working there and you're like a normal person and everyone else is like doing, like I get so irritated when people do Weight Watchers in our break room, mm-hmm. but imagine if everyone started doing the secret in your workplace <laughs> and you were like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> 
I do want to raise, but uh, okay, I guess. This yeah, life is, is good at 25%, I guess. This is also like the beginning of a supervillain-like society because they work at a doctor's office and it's a bunch of people sitting around going, man, I hope a bunch of people get sick. I hope a bunch of people get <laughs> sick. All these people oh my gosh, I didn't even sick. think of that. <laughs> I hope someone releases the pathogen into the water supply. I need a dozen more people to break their bones. Because I need a raise on October 15th for some reason. What the fuck? Is this the plot of Mr. Glass or whatever that movie is? I think it is. Uh, Unbreakable 2. Holy shit. Uh, anyway, those are just some of the people who have their lives changed. What if there's a sequel to this actually and it's like... I, some mysterious force compelled me to make a chiropractic appointment on October 14th. <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> I tried to leave my girlfriend, but then I went back to her and I don't know why. And then I had to do CPR on her. Like, <laughs> it's like the, the last one is Stevie Wonder. Like, I had no idea if I picked this one dude whose computer blew up the second he emailed me. It's sort of, it's sort of like if someone did a fanfic that just kind of thought of each of these stories from the other person's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How the secret tangentially changed my life, and I wish it hadn't. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, those those were those were their stories, and now uh, let's play some Would You Rather. Mm. Sounds good. I'm all ready. right. Would you rather use the secret uh, for your medical care needs or your financial planning needs? Well, as a millennial, I need help with both those things because mm-hmm. <laughs> my medical needs have a lot are very closely tied to my financial planning. Yeah, like can you imagine yeah. if those two things were related? Weird. <laughs> uh, um, but I mean, of I'm, course, this is a trick question because, of course, the secret is unlimited and can do both. But <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the financial planning needs because if I had enough money, I could pay myself to be well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and my thing also is, to me, this means I'm only using the secret for this, and I would like the option to go and, like, see a doctor sometimes. Mm. Mm. Sure, Although, if sure. you're only using the secret for my, does that mean I, like, quit my job and only use the secret? By the way, we never talked about the person who used the secret to get money, and then dollar bills just started appearing on their balcony, <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna just have dollar bills in my balcony. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk enough about the people who print, like, who go to whatever ultimateuniversebank.com and like print blank checks. Okay, 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 okay. It's not ultimateuniversewhatever.com. It's thesecret.tv, and that the secret couldn't even get the fucking .com is the funniest shit in the entire world. But it's thesecret.tv slash gifts dash four dash you slash the dash secret dash check <laughs> and this is a blank check from the uh universal bank unlimited oh my God. that you're supposed to print out and you write how much money you want on it and you put it on your vision board and there are just there are a lot of problems uh one is that the routing number and the account number on the check are the same so obviously this is not gonna work there's also yeah because a we there watermark. were people who misprinted the check and they were like I wanted a million dollars but I accidentally printed ten thousand and the universe gave me ten thousand <laughs> so I think it's, I think that fake check does need a new routing number 
There's my favorite part of the whole check, though, is the watermark that says not negotiable. You must believe and be grateful to receive. <laughs> You know, I just realized I could use that check to solve one of our other podcast problems, Mm -hmm. which is we have ongoing been trying to purchase the domain name Ruthless.com, which is the name of a Tom Clancy book that we read once. And the person who owns Ruthless.com is not even using it, but keeps sending me emails saying that he wants $20,000 for it, which is just not reasonable in this day and age for a domain name Yeah, that refers to a Tom Clancy book. But anyway, it's no problem. I'm going to write a check from the universe for $20,000 and use that for Ruthless.com. I mean, who I'm going to put charges, that in the memo note. Who charges $20,000 for Ruthless.com and then you can get teengoogle.com for like $10? Right? Oh, maybe we could get Ruthless.biz. I think Ruthless.tv. Let me see if Ruthless.tv is. What about Ruthless.com.com? Ruthless, uh, ruthless.clancy. Does that work? Uh, mm. Safari can't find the server, so I think that ruthless.tv is available. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, don't you guys buy that. We're going to buy it. Okay. Sure. Got it. Um, we'll buy it and sell it to you for $20,000. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get that check going. <laughs> I would rather use the secret for medical needs because I still am not convinced that the secret could, like, manipulate currency because current like i i believe more if the secret is real it's about like putting out positive vibes in the world and then people mm-hmm. repi- like responding in kind so like if i could use the secret to make sure that doctors cared about me feeling good and like doing a good <laughs> job specifically to me that seems reasonable i think that's what i want the yeah. secret to do it's gotta be financial for me like i'm not putting my my life in the hands of a nine dollar book sorry (laughs) it's a good insurance plan the secret for all it's the next bill that they're going to introduce yeah i i don't think i could throw out my meds and just trust the secret like i'm bad enough on them man you don't want to see me without them oh no (laughs) (laughs) all right how about would you rather have a parent start evangelizing the secret to you or have a partner start evangelizing the secret? Oof. I mean, parent for sure. Like, I, I already ignore a lot of stuff about what my parents think. <laughs> and and I think for us all, we're sort of independent adults now. It, it'd be different, I think, if you were a child. Yes, it would be very different if you were a child. Yeah. Um, that Yeah. That, uh, I mean, the, so to play devil's advocate, I guess... Since the secret is definitely real, if one of my partners evangelized the secret, they would get a bunch of stuff and I would benefit without even really having to do anything. So that's, <laughs> that's the true. that's the counterpoint. Well, and like I'm currently single, so maybe I need a partner to summon me to them with the secret. Mm-hmm. And then that seems like it'll work out okay, I guess. I, I guess like I posed this question, I don't know what the rules are, so I don't like the know rules if are you can made up. So oh, make good. up whatever you want. Because <laughs> you could just like dump someone who believes in the secret. Like you just get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, you secret them away, and mm-hmm. you still like your parents are your parents, and mm-hmm. maybe you don't listen to them, but like that feels like a, a thing I'm gonna have to deal with for longer than I want to. So mm-hmm. just dump them. That's yeah, my answer. I'm gonna- I'm going to go with partner 
because it says have a partner start evangelizing the secret. So I feel like if they were to start, A, first of all, like, I also am single and would love to have a partner, so this is already a step in the right direction, and I bet I could unbrainwash them if they were at the very beginning. Mm. Mm. Sure. There, There is a particular sadness to watching like a, a person older than you just descend into conspiracy theories and, and things. Ooh, we would, do have a friend whose mom is like, like way into QAnon, which like sucks. Yeah. It hurts a lot to watch yeah. that. I would, so I think I'm with you. I would prefer to like attempt to unbrainwash a st- like a peer than, than deal with a parent. See, I, I feel like there, there's got to be some good pickup lines here, right? Like, <laughs> like, hey, girl, are you the secret because the law says I have to be attracted to you? <laughs> like, just just throwing stuff out there. Yeah, hey, no, hey, you got hey, it in one, I think. I'm just asking if you're believing what I'm receiving. Is that? <laughs> wait. <laughs> I'm not sure what that one means. She'll get it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Everyone it. gets the secret. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I'm I'm gonna go uh, counter to everyone. I'm gonna say parent because I do get a lot of comedy material out of my parents. I feel like this would be a good. I could get a lot. I think. Out oh, of, okay. Out of that, mm-hmm. several moth stories worth. I think. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, last up, would you rather? Eat one of Oprah's cauliflower crust pizzas, which are always advertised to me on Hulu. I don't know about you guys. Or <laughs> eat at Steaks and Cakes, which is, of course, the fictional restaurant from Christian Mingle in the movie, which serves only steaks and full cakes and nothing else. <laughs> and also, which is the sponsor of our podcast. Um, First off, I have not been getting the cauliflower pizza ads, and I am devastated that Oprah is no longer pushing bread on Hulu. (laughs) Yeah, this is a different thing, because the bread thing was Weight Watchers, and this is her own pizza. By the way, we're not getting paid by Oprah, so now I'm talking too much about her pizza. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Anyway, I have to go with Steaks and Cakes. Of course I have to go with Steaks and Cakes. Uh, you know, I like a steak, I like a cake, I'm very loyal to our sponsor, and also, like, I can't, I'm not supposed to have pizza anymore, what with the lactose thing, so. Mm, mm, sure. You know, steaks and cakes should start, like, a Blue Apron situation where they just mail you a steak and a cake in a box. <laughs> we, we could advertise a lot of those. I'm also obviously choosing steaks and cakes. But just for the cake. I mean, steaks and cakes for me, but only because I feel like a cauliflower crust pizza is not like strong enough to to hold the toppings that I crave. <laughs> like you got to have a good like rigid crust. You got to have a good bake to hold those toppings. So I, mean, I thought, Oprah says they're good. I don't know. I thought um, when I read Oprah this says question, the secret is good. So like, <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. When I read this question, I thought you guys were actually talking about a real place called Steaks and Cakes in Blythe, California, which I found on Yelp and has been described as an old greasy spoon with, quote, quaint country charm. And the the breakfast steak is so huge, totally worth the $13, says Lolo (laughs) from Phoenix, Arizona. So I'm going with Steaks and Cakes. Yeah, there's there's a few real restaurants in the U.S. called Steaks and Cakes, apparently. But this is where they go, and Lacey Chabert and and her boyfriend's Christian family all just get cakes 
and steaks, and that's all they serve at the restaurant. And it's clearly just filmed in like some like crew member's personal kitchen, and it's incredible. It's very obviously a real ch- uh, kitchen, and her boyfriend's father does refer to the restaurant by name as steaks and cakes. And they go there every week after church. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm from Ohio, so I just associated in my mind automatically with steak and shake. Yeah. Yes. Which steak is, and shake is better. Yeah. It's a really similar except shakes instead of cakes. Like it's yeah. really not that different. Yeah, but at steak and shake though, you can get like fries. That is not true. available at steak. Steak is no size, only So steaks steak. and cakes is very like puritanical about Yes. Okay. No branching out. No. No drinks other than water. Hmm. Okay. I got distracted. Do we all weigh in on that? Yes, we did. Yeah, I think we did. Okay, great. Time for Reader's Advisory. All right. So for starters, we already did this when we did our secret episode, and we will link to that, because I think, again, I don't necessarily recommend you listen to that episode. I do think the Reader's Advisory we put together for that was pretty solid, like a mix of other self-help books that maybe are less damaging than this one and then also some stuff like Barbara Ehrenreich's bright-sided book and some like non-fiction about how the secret's fucked up so check that out if you want some like serious answers and uh my main reader's advisory is just that tumblr meme of a money cat and it's a picture of a cat surrounded by money and it says reblog this to have money come to you and it's just like the secret but it's better because you also get to look at a picture of a cat sure that makes sense yeah i got a couple quick ones uh there is of course the classic episode of the twilight zone it's a good life uh which is the one where billy moomy sends people into the cornfields if he doesn't like them uh you know really really actualizing the secret there in that one that also sounds like the Christmas sweater by Glenn Beck, but go on. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Carrie, either in book, movie, or musical format. The episode of the My Brother, My Brother and Me TV show, Resumes and Jamiroquay's Dad. Oh, mostly yeah. because when I saw Jamiroquay in the book, first of all, I had to do like a double take. And then that's all I could think about. So it's a lot better than this book. You know... Wait, yeah. I, Jamiroquai is in this book? Wait, like, he's one of the, I believe what? they do mention Jamiroquai once, yes. Yes, uh, Stevie Wonder Guy is like, I partied with Jamiroquai. And- oh, but Jamiroquai is not one of the testimonials. No. No. Okay, great. No. <laughs> I feel like it would be hard for him to stay anonymous because you just sign. <laughs> I guess Jay, I guess, would be... Yeah. And uh, my last recommendation is the music video for Opposites Attract, uh, which is uh, the one where Paula Abdul dances with a cartoon wolf. I don't remember anything else about it, but that really stuck on my brain when I was like eight years old and saw it for the first time. And and it's because of the law of attractions? Something like that. I don't know. Great. Great. <laughs> so I put in uh, on my list, there there is a phrase that stuck in my brain because I teach theater... Um, and there's a phrase that pops up a bunch where people are acting as if something is true. Um, at what were the woman Z who bought that dress for a wedding that she wasn't having? The um, woman Liz Lemon <laughs> acting as if she were getting married, and that actually reminded me of a tool that uh, you know is in goes all the way back to like Stanislavski. 
um, called like the magic if or the magic as if, which is a way to like act truthfully by just thinking through whatever the fictional circumstances are so that actors don't have to like pretend that they're upset or whatever fake description of acting you're using where you can actually just like respond as if you're actually there. So maybe people want to go read an actor prepares to think about that. Um, or you could read the actor in the target by Declan Donnellan, which is a better way to talk about just kind of like responding to the world around you, um, and not having it be the secret. Uh, (laughs) and then when we were talking about secret shifters, uh, the thing that came to mind for me, uh, is various panda cams such mm. as the one at the Smithsonian Zoo, which is currently down right now because the government shut down. Um, oh my or, god! Or Wulong uh, panda videos at the Wulong Panda Complex in China uh, on YouTube. That'll always put me in a good mood when I need it. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm gonna just give a shout out also to the Kitten Academy kitten live streams. Those are very good. Mm. I. I would call them a secret shifter if that didn't make me sound nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I, I talked about already the, the dream podcast mm-hmm. about uh, pyramid schemes. Cause it, it's about both like the human cost of this stuff. And, and it's like it, like I said, it's very similar to the secret, but it's also about the like entrenched business interests and like the really subtle way that they're trying to make pyramid schemes essentially legal or like the kind of thing where you can have a pyramid scheme as long as you like do you, you put some standard like unenforceable boilerplate in your contract. It's really like well researched. It's a genre of podcast that I'm increasingly attracted to, which is. Like it's just like a season of shows so I can listen to 12 of them and then not have to have FOMO for the rest of the time because I run out of time to listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a real 2019 mood. Yeah. And <laughs> and then on the um, on the subject of like self-help or like contemplating things about about your mental state, The Secret advises people who are on Wellbutrin and, and Prozac and a lot of other things to just like go off their meds and the power of positive thinking will, will get you through. Don't do that. You dumb idiot. (laughs) 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 But there's a, um, I think last time we guest edited the, uh, two bossy dames newsletter, we talked about, I, I talked about this, but the game Celeste, which is available on the PC and switch. And I think the PlayStation four, um, it's a really fun, like a uh, platforming puzzle game that also is about dealing with depression and about kind of accepting it as a as a part of you and like learning to live with it and deal with it in a way that is more nuanced and more interesting than than anything that anyone says in the secret. And it also has a soundtrack that Craig and I continue to talk about to each other just at regular intervals it's a really good game Mm -hmm. that is also all the music slaps so it slaps Mm. good excellent all right well thank you for those we'll have this list up at our website worstbestsellers.com including a link to our previous secret readers advisory if you want some more self-help stuff um, and now we'll move on to, by the way, I haven't said enough. I, I think we have all agreed that there can be value in any kind of self-help book if you're reading it at the right time that it strikes you. And if you are not letting any of the books encourage you to do dumb stuff like go off your meds or, um, you know, quit your job because you're pretending like you already have another one. 
there's probably something good in any of them. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and that that is sort of the thesis of the By the Book podcast, which uh, is a podcast I'll recommend also. Well, like, introspection and self-awareness is never a bad thing, and, like, gratitude is never a bad thing. It's just the the ways in which the secret lets you off the hook for other people is really dismaying. Real bad, yeah. But let's not think about that anymore. Let's think about candy. Okay. Uh, so what's everyone's candy pairing for this book? Uh, my candy pairing is a picture of my favorite candy that I will pin to my vision board. Oh, nice. And then you're going to get so much candy from the universe in four mm-hmm. to six weeks. Right? Yeah, you're going to be sick of getting all the candy you're going to get. <laughs> she won't because she's focusing on her health also. Mm. <laughs> Mine are uh, Zebo honest placebo pills designed to help you create a safe experience on your path to well-being. Um, they're not sugar. They're something else that's safer for you. But Is this a real thing? <laughs> it's available on Amazon. You could buy yourself your own placebo pills, and there's an app that comes with it so you can track how you respond to your own placebo pills. I don't recommend anyone What buy are you but, talking about? But this is totally a real thing that... Isn't- uh, feels the secret feels like a literary placebo and so huh. i think a placebo pill that you could take uh, as you read through each of these dumb stories seems appropriate isn't zebo also the name of like the fake pennywise clown from are you afraid of the dark I, <laughs> yes. something like that I yeah. Do yeah that is true yeah. <laughs> Uh, my candy is uh, CBD gummies or really any kind of CBD candy because people will not shut up about their perceived benefits even though they don't do anything, which I think pairs really well with The Secret. Uh, mine is the three-course meal gum from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because like, it's gum, but it's tricking you into thinking you've had like a full nourishing meal, mm. but it's gum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Uh, <laughs> all right. Good good candies, everyone. Ask, and believe, receive. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, if you just put all those candies on your vision board, you will get them. Except for Kate's, which that's creating like a meta situation for yourself. But, yeah, that's, your, <laughs> that's for you to deal with, the listeners. <laughs> all right. Uh, now it's time for our favorite game, The Rock Paper Snicked where Kate will say who Dwayne The Rock Johnson would be if he were in this book, and I'll say who Wolverine would be if he were in this book, and Craig and Andrew will choose which most enhances the book, or they can choose paper, which is to leave the book as is, and uh, you don't have to come to a consensus. You can each cast your own vote separately, and and it works a little differently whenever we pick a book that doesn't have an actual plot to insert mm-hmm. them into fan fiction style, but we'll see what we can do. If The Rock were in this book, he would use the secret to erase the secret from existence. And somehow this would turn into like a time travel-y, paradoxy movie, and I would have like really good intentions of going to see this in the theater because I like The Rock, but ultimately I'd completely forget about it until one day Renata started live tweeting it uh, while she was watching it on Netflix. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does that sound like something I would do? <laughs> Wolverine would visualize stabbing Rhonda Byrne, and then he would go and stab Rhonda Byrne. And that's all. It's interesting, Craig. Do you wanna do you wanna take the first whack at this, or do you want me to? I I want to go with The Rock because I actually think that of like if we we didn't really 
dive deep on who we thought other celebrities that might use the secret would be. I think The Rock might be one. Also, Ryback's a professional wrestler, and The Rock was a professional wrestler. Mm, so mm-hmm. I feel like maybe Ryback would have tipped The Rock off on it, and then he'd been like, well, this is crap because I don't want anyone else to know about this, so I'm going to secret <laughs> the secret out of here. Um, and then, yes, because he is uh, the number one man in, in all entertainment, uh, they would make it into a movie. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with The Rock. That's a compelling I, narrative. Yeah. I also have to go with The Rock because first because I think The Rock is like a human positive thought. Yes. <laughs> He's a yes. positive thought personified. Yeah. And second because I just worry that because Rhonda Byrne is so powerful in the secret that if you cut her down, she would become more possible than m- more powerful than we could possibly imagine. She, she would just like come back more possible than we could possibly <laughs> imagine. You know, because I don't know how possible she is right now. It seems real improbable. She would just she would come back so much more powerful because like she's she <laughs> understands the secret so well that she, she has sold a bunch herself. of books about all of this dumb bullshit. I don't, yeah, this dumb I don't, fakey bullshit. I am scared so. of a world where X-Men know the secret. Like, I am not <laughs> excited about Jean Grey knowing the secret. <laughs> I feel like the, the X-Men are people who, who use the secret, but they didn't think it through first. So yeah, like, I want laser vision. I want claw hands. <laughs> but then it goes all monkey's paw on them. Mm-hmm. I wish the yeah. secret had more monkey's paw in it. I do wish it honest. had more monkey's paws. Th- well, that's the book we have to write. That's the book Rhonda Byrne is too scared to write. <laughs> <laughs> write, write the secret monkey's paw, Rhonda, you coward. <laughs> all right, let's all put that on our vision board and let's move on to state the moral of the story, which is, of course, difficult because this book is nothing but morals. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, my moral is taken from uh, My Favorite Murder. They used it to refer to Scientology, but I think it works here as well. And that is, you're in a cult, call your dad. <laughs> uh, mine is taken from one of the chapter titles, which I one of the letters is titled, Turn Chicken Poop into Chicken Soup. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so mine is, you can turn chicken poop into chicken soup, but it always turns back into chicken poop. Because I don't, I think the secret always goes bad on you. Uh, So this is from book. This is from page two forty five. It's toward the end of the book. To get everything you want is an inside job. The outside world is the world of effects. It's just the result of thoughts. Think and bask in happy thoughts. Radiate the feelings of happiness and joy, and transmit that into the universe with all of your might, and you will experience true heaven on earth. So, because getting everything you want is an inside job. I believe the moral of the story is jet fuel can't melt steel dreams. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. That is some excellent yep. work there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my moral is borrowed from Jay-Z, and it's I have 99 problems, and they're all my fault because of my negative energy. <laughs> hey, it's true. <laughs> all right. Now it's, of course, time for Duarte's Corner, where my cat Duarte shares his opinions on the book. Dorothy, you're right. I think it was really rude and uncalled for for Rhonda Byrne to explicitly say that the secret can't stop your pets from dying. I think mm-hmm. we all know that it can and that Dorothy will never die. <laughs> 
I've got to say, I know this is a, a cussing friendly zone, but I've never heard a cat use that many swear words <laughs> right in a row. Yeah, he's he's real salty sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was what he, that was my favorite quote from The Power by Rhonda Byrne that he just said. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, he really knows his stuff. Like you're you're real good at keeping up on top of this, Duarte. <laughs> All right. Well, Duarte, thanks. Thanks so much for your insights. And now do any humans have any closing thoughts? Um, I mean, just to thank uh, you guys for coming on the show. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun. I was so excited to do it that I read more fucking secret <laughs> bullshit. I know. I, I truly, I understand the depths of the sacrifice, and I, I do appreciate it. <laughs> I still don't know if Rhonda Byrne wrote all these herself, and I don't think I'll ever know. They're, they all kind of mishmash in the same fifth grade reading level soup, and it makes it hard to tell these people apart, but... I, I'm well, I welcome their stories into my life or her story into my life. <laughs> I did. I do like the Rhonda Byrne was so willing to say yes. The secret works, and all the people who it worked for all live in Canada. And no, you can't meet them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're oh, they were gonna come to visit this weekend, but the plane disappeared. <laughs> oh, too bad. <laughs> They also didn't want to meet you that the plane just disappeared. <laughs> uh, well, if you would like to keep up with the worst bestsellers on the internet, we have a Facebook, which you can find at facebook.com slash worst bestsellers. We are also on Twitter where we're at worst bestseller with no S because someone else took the S and put it on their vision board and we just have not been able to believe strongly enough to get it back from them. But maybe this year, maybe this year we'll get it back. Um, we also have a Goodreads group that has a long, weird URL. So the best way to find that is to go to our website, worstbestsellers.com and click on the Goodreads link. You can subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and now Spotify as well through their podcast, whatever. I'm not hip enough to use Spotify, so I don't really know how it works. Basically, <laughs> we, you know what, Kate? We don't know how it works, but we, we use, use it. it. <laughs> um, basically, anywhere podcasts are sold. Um, and if you do subscribe to us, please take a moment to rate and review us. When you rate and review us, it pushes us up a little bit on the charts and makes it easier for new listeners to find us. And I know you're going to rate and review us because I am acting as if you already have. Wow, good work. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on Patreon, where you can pledge a small monthly recurring donation. So that goes to us to do things like buy new equipment and pay our editor and all sorts of fun things and in return you get perks like a newsletter uh, and social media shout outs and a secret merch store just for patrons that has cheaper prices than our regular merch store and you can find that at patreon.com slash bestsellers. And our regular merch store, if you would like to wear our podcast on your body, can be found by going to worstbestsellers.com and clicking on store. Yeah. Uh, finally, if you just want more of me personally in your online life, you can follow me on Twitter at Renata Snacks. Uh, and if you would like to follow me on the internet, I am back on Twitter now. I'm at 14 across at Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, all the places. I am tweeting again, mostly about Stardew Valley, but sometimes about other things too. 
That's that's worth tweeting it's about. Pretty, it's a good thing to tweet about, I think. <laughs> it's a good secret shifter, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> All right, Andrew and Craig, what are where are you guys on the internet? You can find our show at Twitter or Facebook.com slash overdue pod. You can find me at MC Getting on Twitter. And I am at Andrew Writes, all one word. And our what's our URL, Andrew? Our what URL is, is overduepodcast.com. No, we don't have the .tv domain. We are working <laughs> on it. But for now, as just kind of a kind of a stopgap, you can go to overduepodcast.com. Yeah, we're all we're all going to end this recording. We're all going to write our checks from the universe, and then we're just going to buy so many domain names. <laughs> and soon, just any address on the internet will take you to one of our podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> just type in anything, and it's going to end up on overdue. That'll be be great. Uh, all right. Thank you all so much for listening. Andrew and Craig, thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. thanks for having us. And we will be back in two weeks with uh, Year One by Nora Roberts, which I'm excited to read. Me too. Sincerely. <laughs> all right. Until then, bye. Bye. My microphone just came unplugged, and that was my bad thoughts that did that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>